All right, guys. Our next guest is a friend of the program who's been one of who's been on from the very beginning, a former UFC and Strike Force champion. He prepares one of his best friends for his final UFC fight this weekend in the main event, UFC 252. Whether he's fighting zombies on the street, wrangling bulls, playing in movies, or being the face of Polo Blue, this man is always killing it. It's a pleasure to welcome Luke Rockhold back to Submission Radio. Luke, thanks so much for taking the time with us, man. Always a pleasure, boys. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's great every time you come on the show. Now, I, I got to ask, the last time you were on the show, you told us a wild zombie story, and I uh, really blew up. Any, any zombie attacks since the last time we spoke to you? Um, we want to make sure that our Luke Rockhold is safe. No more zombies. No zombies, but I'm, I'm going to reserve myself on the on the on the stories. It <laughs> 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 might it might have been some thugs and might have been a break in, but you know we're good. Ah, but now you're teasing us, Luke. Where did was there a break in? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. It was handled. Okay. Jeez, you can't just mention ah. there was a break in and thugs. <laughs> You're like Death Wish over here, just destroying all these bad guys. Was it a breaking into your house, or was it when you were over? We saw you were over there in Montana, uh, in Montana and Wyoming, over there at Yellow Yellowstone. Was it around? Were there a few cowboys trying to break into your cabin or something? What was going on? <clears throat> Definitely not. There's too many good people out there. It wasn't the case. I feel like the zombie lady just is tr trying to track you down and break into your house. Was that accurate? Uh, not quite exactly. There's, <laughs> they're a little bigger than that. Don't be silly, Dennis. It was the zombie ladies' cronies that were trying to get their revenge <laughs> on, on Luke Rockhold. All right, well, before we talk about you and what's happening, obviously we've got to talk about currently you preparing your arguably best friend, Daniel Cormier, for the biggest fight of his life. I mean, what is the feeling like? You know, we, we saw that viral photo of you, uh, DC, Kane, back in the AKA gym. What is it like preparing... DC for, I guess, his his final ride while we're talking about Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a special time. It's, it's a very strange time. But, um, it, you know, kind of the unity of the team and what we've built over the years and what we've done creating, I believe, one of the, the best gym that's ever been um, based off of us. Us three really kind of catapulted that, that place into what it was and Khabib kind of brought it that much further. Mm. Um, no, it's yeah, no, it's been it's been an amazing time. I mean, it was really kind of it was cool. DC had luckily had finished a uh, a really nice workout gym at his house, and uh, you know, and obviously the isolation, what's going on, there wasn't a lot of options to train for such a big fight. And uh, lucky he got that done, not unknowingly that this uh this COVID was about to fall on us. Mm. You know, it's interesting. You guys are kind of looking at a, a big milestone and his last fight, a big last time that you guys can all come together and sort of prepare him for this big battle. But I'm just wondering, uh, being around him and doing this camp with him and going into this last fight, does it make you think back to sort of some of the good mem memories that you guys have had in that gym over there at AKA preparing DC and each other for, for some of those massive fights. Are, are there any sort of memories that stand out to you now that you're kind of towards the end of DC's uh, run in the UFC? Uh, you guys like your stories, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, story time with Luke yeah. Rockhold. <laughs> hey, story time. Uh, you know, uh, it's uh it's it's always the memories are always there and, and me and dc have 
and Kane, we always talk, and and the rest of the guys, you know, I've always, I've always, even even when I'm not there, I'm always, you know, I'm always involved in, and uh, and understood. So um, it's uh, it's nice, you know, it's nice to be there and see everybody and and uh, and be a part of that all. It was a uh, <clears throat> it was a uh, special special time. Was uh, it just it was DC? Like you know, you put the bikes, you get the. The old bike night is probably the most infamous thing, and uh, you know it's it's hard, but the, uh, it's it's kind of what built us and made us what we are. It's uh, you just <clears throat> I think everyone's kind of familiar with it, anybody in MMA, but we do like a uh, an aerodyne bike circuit, so mm-hmm. we all just beat, beat the living crap out of each other. I think it's it's a uh, it's, it's transformed a little bit, but um, those are the some of the, the fondest memories are obviously the hard sparring and, and those bike nights. Yeah. Remember DC? Me and DC were arguing over over time, and and, and uh, <clears throat> try to recall exactly the story for you. No, I'm, I'm gonna avoid this story. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a what a taste! But you didn't like DC originally. I remember you telling us once that he came in and he had his wrestling pedigree, and I believe your words were, "Who the fuck is this guy?" When did it sort of turn? When did you realize, like, you know what? He's actually a good dude. Uh, was it the Was it the bike night? When, when was the turning point? Oh, he's just like you know. We were. I was a couple of years into AK and I mean Kane, and and, uh, and then DC came along, and you see a lot of like wrestlers come over. Um, Dwayne Zinkin and and Bob, they would recruit a bunch of wrestlers, and they thought they were obviously in the pedigree would catapult them to being good fighters. Well, it wasn't always the case, and uh, and a lot of them would come in, you know, but humbled and and i, I kind of forgot about my wrestling um after a certain point after high school and and uh didn't follow it all that much i do remember a little bit of dc when i was high school but uh he came in and just was just loud mouth just fucking owning it and, and uh <laughs> and uh and i remember he was just instigating fights like right off the bat like he'd like like he'd been there for years <laughs> and i was i was like who the fuck is this guy like i can't even fight you know i want to see what's up and and i was like I, I watched him later that night some of his wrestling matches and i familiarized myself with him and and i was actually i kind of started to like him that night just watching him because i could see him he would he was like fighting guys after his wrestling matches and, and getting getting real physical and just showing emotion and i like people that you know have that in them and uh and i was like how i want to fucking i want i want to go with dc tomorrow and they were already pretty high on him and dc was on me 260 at the time <laughs> something like that i was i was one one oh like 205 at my wet soaking wet at that time <laughs> um yeah so we went at it and and uh, we had a good sparring match you know and uh and then i liked him even more you know we beat the fucking crap out of each other i kicked him in the head he slammed me on my head and went on and on <laughs> and then he then he started throwing throwing dogs punches when he couldn't do anything so same same for me then there then and there i was like I, you know i kind of like this guy <laughs> wow unbelievable i mean let's talk about the fight that's coming up between him and stipe obviously he beat stipe and then he was winning that uh second fight until he got caught with some body shots how do you th- how do you kind of see this third fight going ahead of this weekend um I think it's all about composure, you know, and DC getting off, staying composed, staying relaxed, and, and adjusting. And that's what all title fights are. Title fights come down to adjustment and composure. And you, when you get the best two guys in the world that meet each other, um, you have to adjust. You have to see things, and, and you can't see red. You have to focus and uh, 
and uh, and relax through through the process and and calculate how to transition through uh through what's happening. So Stipe was able to do that last time, and, and DC's got to keep a level head and uh, and focus on what what he's best at, which is he's really he's got so many more tools in the game, you know, and and uh, he can wrestle he can wrestle better. He's got better on top. He can kick. He can he can uh, he can box. He can he prove it. He can out he can outbox him. Stipe just kept a level head and then and then adjusted, and that was the big difference. So. Um, I think DC brings more on the table. It's just the mindset. Mm. It it adds a level of tension. Uh, like when you're when you're a fan watching a fight with such high stakes, they've gone one and one each. As a fan, you get that feeling in your stomach, like oh man, this this there's a lot on the line here. I can only imagine what it's like for you watching one of your best friends. Uh, but obviously, we got to mention. There's been some headlines recently surrounding one Luke Rockhold. Uh, Aero put out an article just, I believe, yesterday saying that it looks like you are seriously considering a return to MMA, that you're, you're officially not done with your career. We spoke to you about it uh, some months ago. So I'm, I'm curious, is, is this the case? Where, where are you at with your MMA career at the moment? I, uh, I still want to fight. You know, I'm being away and- to give me a chance to clear my head and do the things I've always missed doing. Excuse me, uh, but yeah, no, it's like uh, I've missed a I missed a lot of life. Uh, Fifteen years in MMA and and always like, you know, getting ready for a fight and not being able to go here, travel there, and, and do what I want. It's always relying upon a training camp and what's this. And it's nice to, it's nice to get away from it and and just be able to go on my own and be free to do uh, whatever I like to do at that time. So, um, you know, I, I'm still enjoying myself, still recovering and getting my body right, too. There's injuries and things that have that stacked up over the years that I was compromised with, and and, uh, and that's it was about getting that right, too. So I'm feeling better. I'm getting better, and, and uh, I know I, I still have more in me. I just got to be focused with it without any outside pressure. Anything that any weight on my shoulders, you know, coming in there with all, all all kinds of things that I allowed and took upon myself, um, I don't think helped the situation where I was at. So I'm uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna come back when I'm good and ready, mm. and that, that will be sometime soon. That will what? Sorry, Luke. That'll be that'll be sometime soon. I I, I imagine at the end of the year or early next year. Oh wow! Wow! I I, I didn't expect it to be yeah, okay. So. I guess we've got to ask, are, are there any, there's a lot to unpack. Are there any names that you've had in mind? I imagine if you're coming back that soon, uh, maybe there's somebody on your mind who, who are you sort of looking at in the, in the division? Uh, I'm looking at whoever's available in the, in the current climate of where, when I, when I'm ready, um, Chris Weidman seems to think he's back in business. Um, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's always wanted to run it back, and I wouldn't mind uh, sending him back. <laughs> you you mentioned that uh, he says he's back at business, and you back, beg to differ. What did you think of his return fight at middleweight last weekend? His performance? Uh, pathetic. <laughs> you, you... Uh, maybe he had weight issues, or what is what? I mean, it was. It, wasn't, it looked like a heavyweight fight. It looked like a like a like a like a low level heavyweight fight. I don't know. I, I don't know. Didn't like it. Mm. What well, what is the? You never know. 
you know, it's a, it's a comeback. It's a weight issue. It's a come, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he's got some issues, but no, nah, no, nah. look, it was bad. What's the incentive for you to fight Weidman? Because obviously you beat him before you beat him for the belt. Um, and I know like we as fans of media, we've always sort of floated the idea of like doing that rematch, but I sometimes wonder what, what is the incentive for you to fight a guy and beat a guy uh, that you've already beaten? To shut them up. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what's worse when beating up a guy and he keeps running his mouth? I mean, the fight with a lot of people online right now talking about how they would, would love to see that fight. I'm wondering, is he the only sort of person that you're looking at? Because there's another man in the division by the name of Anderson Silva who people are trying to figure out what is the next move for him. You know, he's still around and people are excited to see how he finishes out his career. Is he somebody else who would interest you to be your return fighter? Or is it really just Chris Weidman at this point that you're sort of looking at? Anderson would be fun, but I don't think he really wants anything of this sort. You know, I, I've... Uh... He called me out when he was in the UFC, and I called him out, and he ran away. And then, uh, you know, even at this point, I don't think he still wants it. So, um, I've, 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 I've put that fight in uh, in the hands of, of their their team, and, and they've seemingly worked their way around it best they can have over the years, many many years of it. So, um, I'm not gonna hold to it, but there's there's all these. There's all, you know, Darren Till. There's uh, the, uh, the the grappler kid, the Norwegian kid. He, he looks good. Hermanson. Hermanson. Hermanson looks tough. I mean, there's there's I want I want somebody who, who means something and uh, you know it's a name meant something meant to be. I left the division the number two ranked middleweight in the world, so um, they can they can say what they want because I'm unranked at the moment. But I can come back and, and reassert myself very quickly if I need to. Mm. So I guess um, just speaking of Darren Till and, and the current crop of the division, what is I suppose the goal right now for you? Would you would you love to come back and make another run at the title, or is it a situation where you just want to sort of come back and have a bit of fun and be able to have a few fights and and sort of enjoy yourself at this point? I got a lot of fight left in me, and I want to fight. Is it is it um, definite that you be coming back to middleweight? Because I know for a while you were sort of you know, going back and forth between, you know, which, which idea you would go back to. Is it definitely middleweight for you? I think middleweight's more comfortable for me. You know, trying to bulk up and put all this extra weight, and it's just not my style. I'm more of a, I rely on my fluidity and, and, uh, and patience in fighting rather than forcing, you know, muscling my way through a fight. So I, I think it's, uh, it's not exactly me at, the, at that weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to control my weight. I got to get my weight right on my way down, and uh, I think I'll be just just fine when I get there. Hmm. I mean, obviously, we're excited at the at the possibility of you coming back, especially by the end of the year. But I wonder what is sort of the biggest difference between you know your mindset now and and the reason why you're so keen to come back, as opposed to say the Luke Rockhold from maybe you know six months ago, who uh, you know speaking to you then your, your your mentality seemed very different on on a return and how soon it would even be well the world is really fucking boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah true and i want to bring some excitement to life 
I like it. I like it. See, that, that that's just like a, a promo right there. People would just love to hear that. Let me ask you this, Luke. Since we're talking about the division, you did mention Darren, uh, Darren Till before. Obviously, he had a pretty close fight with Robert Whitaker. Now Rob is going to be fighting uh, Kananir for, to potentially rematch with Israel Adesanya. I'm just wondering, what did you think of Darren Till's performance? What did you think of how Robert Whitaker looked? Just your general thoughts on sort of the division right now. I hope it looked okay. I, I, it looked okay. You you feel you, it? I mean, it sounds like you're holding something back, Luke. Did you? Did you? Were you impressed by the way Darren Till looked against a guy like Robert Whitaker? And uh, do you believe that Rob sort of looked as good as he did in the past when he was champ? Uh I don't. I don't think Rob looked like he was back in the day. Um, mm. I think Darren Till looked okay. I think he looked looked decent. Because I was going to say, Luke, um, obviously, yeah, Rob is now fighting Jared Cannon here. And then a lot of people are sort of talking about, hey, you know, what would that rematch look between look like between Rob and Israel Adesanya if it happens, if he does beat Cannon here? I'm just wondering, if Rob does sort of make it back to Israel, do you imagine that rematch goes much differently? <clears throat> Rob doesn't look like he's got the fire he once had. He, I mean, he's, he's you got to find the fire. I mean, if he's, if he's going to go back and compete at that level. Hmm. Is, is Rob somebody that, uh, I guess, interests you, like, because you guys were supposed to fight, you guys were supposed to fight at UFC 221 in Perth. Is he sort of a, you know, and we're not necessarily playing matchmaker here, but is he a guy that you think, you know what, that fight got away from me, didn't end up happening, I'd love to sort of, you know, prove something against a guy like Rob, who's a former champion? I'm not opposed to it, you know. I'm going to let him go do his thing and see how he, see how he fares. Cannoneer's got some, that dude's got fire in his blood. Hmm. And so, if Robert doesn't find that fucking fire, he's gonna he's gonna fall short. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm just looking at the division as a whole, and uh, and you gotta you gotta be ready, you gotta be fired up, you gotta be motivated. We'll see, we'll see what where, where he goes and what what happens. But you know, I think uh, I think I gave you my perspective on on a few few nice things I'd I'd like to get my feet wet with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, have you contacted the UFC at all? Have, have there been any talks with the UFC about, you know, you potentially wanting to come back or, or them throwing any ideas out at you? They want me to get healthy. And, uh, you know, it's like as I get healthy, I, like, I get a little bit better and I see these guys coming out. I want to jump the gun and uh, I, I still have a little bit of time with my shoulder. I just had the, the shoulder surgery about three months ago. So um, I'm, I'm a... I got to focus on some recovery and and just uh, and when I'm good and ready, when everything's 100% ready to go, full full throttle, then we'll we'll really lock something down. Wow, how, how does the idea of Fight Island sound to you? You got all these people going to Abu Dhabi. It's it's quite the experience. What? How does that something? How does that tickle? Uh... It, all, it all it all sounds like shit. <laughs> Where would you fight then? It all sounds like shit. I want the fucking arenas to be packed full, and I want to fucking go out there, and I want to make some history. You know, it's like it's something about that adrenaline stepping up in the moment. That's what fighting's all about. That's what that's that feeling. That's the encouragement. You know, it's like it's it's not that encouraging to go fight in a, in a fucking sparring match in front of nobody. It's uh, it's it's pretty fucking lack. I mean, it's just not fun to watch. You watch watch the fighters that you can't hear the energy of the fans. You can't hear. It's like. The world's fucking boring. <laughs> I'm sick of. Would Would you fight in in something like a fight island, or would you Would you rather wait until things go back to normal? I'd probably prefer the fight island. I, you know, obviously, I'm not really 
keen on all the uh, on the quarantine back and forth, but um, I'd probably I I'd probably prefer that over Vegas fighting in fucking the UFC fucking tough gym or whatever the fuck that is. Um, <laughs> it just yeah. it just it just sounds lame. It sounds really really lame. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you might, you, you'll be getting a taste of it this weekend at the Apex where, you know, Daniel Cormier will be fighting Stipe in, in, in a smaller cage sort of in front of nobody. So it will be a, a sort of a strange surrounding. Let me just quickly ask you one last question about the division because I know people would love to hear your thoughts on this Israel Desanya Polo Costa fight because, uh, you know, we've had Dan Hardy on the show and, you know, Dan was talking about how, how many more skills and weapons Adesanya has when it comes to this matchup. I'm just curious, what do you think of Polo Costa? Do you think he might shock the world and sort of win this fight and become the champion? I think he could easily do that. You have the bull and you have the matador, and Israel needs to use his length to get the fuck away. <clears throat> that dude, that dude is uh, Polo Costa. He's got, you know, he's just comes forward, comes forward, fucking with with everything he's got. And but Adesanya, he he moves real well, he evades well, and he tags well. So. Um, yeah, you never know. Mm. You know, everyone, 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 anybody can be hurt. Well, there you go in a sec, Luca. I'm just wondering though, when you when you do announce your your official return, where will you be training? Because I know you've been training with, uh, I believe, Sanford and the guys at like Henry Hooft and a lot of champions there. Um, but now you sort of seem like you're you're back at AKA. Where will you be training for for your official return? I'm wondering how much your time at AKA now has had as far as influencing you to say, you know what, man, I just miss this too much. I need to come back. No, I miss California too much. <laughs> the tra- training and training in Florida with the team out there is amazing. The guys are, the guys are awesome. Um, it's just living in Florida. It's not me. And, and so I go back there. I'll be going back there specifically to train. Uh, I'll be trained here. I'll train there. I'll train anywhere. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll do what I want. I'll do what I want when it feels right. And that's, 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 you know, as the key is, is is being fucking, you know, being uh, being comfortable in my surroundings and, and uh, being motivated by what what's around me. Not just not just the team, but this lifestyle too. It's like a, it's, uh, you get something something about the California air and uh, and living here. It's uh, Florida kind of brings me down. I don't know. It's not. It's too flat. <laughs> it's too flat. And it's, too, it's too hot. Especially especially uh, depending on the times of year you go there. You know, training in, in the mid, in the peak of summer isn't that fun. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, Luke. The women in California have missed you, and I mean, with this lockdown, when they need a little bit of Luke Rockhold in their life, and <laughs> with the the quiet times in the world of MMA, the fans need you in their life too. So everybody's excited to see you come back. But for now, guys, catch his friend and teammate Daniel Cormier fight this weekend at UFC 252 in his final fight. And, of course, follow Luke on Instagram to keep an eye on all of his latest adventures at Luke Rockhold. The man is uh, stopping burglars, riding bulls, featured in movies, representing Polo. He's all over the place. The Batman, the 007 of MMA. We appreciate your time, Luke. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye, guys. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Thanks, Luke. Bye.